0: Welcome back, friends. This is the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. Today is Friday, November 11th, and it is Veterans Day. I want to send my love and my thanks out to my brother-in-law, Sam, who serves in the Navy, my cousin John, who is a Marine, and to John's father, my Uncle John, who unfortunately passed. He served in Vietnam, and he was a Marine himself. I'm not going to comment at all on... The election, or the results, or the things that have happened since then. Yet, I had been prepared to say something, but uh, I want another day or two just to think about it and form my thoughts before I react to it. Today's episode is very special for me because my friend Dan, Dan Donaruma, is on the podcast. Dan and I go back to, I guess, when we were seventeen in high school. And it has been amazing to see his personal evolution. He lives up in Rochester now. He's 30 like myself. And he is a jujitsu player. And he's an amazing photographer. So the discussion that we have is about his first real traveling experience. And he went across to a bunch of the national parks. And he took amazing pictures. So I will link all of, you know, his social media and his websites like that in the show notes. I recorded the conversation from my phone. I'm currently trying to make sure that the audio sounds good so that uh, it's not annoying to listen to. I think we'll be able to get it, but um, that was our only option because Dan lives up in Rochester and he was going to come down, but he's not able to anymore. So I wanted to have that conversation with him and get that out to you. And it was awesome to talk to him too because we hadn't had a discussion about his trip at all. So I didn't really know anything about it. So this was a great chance to to catch up with him and, and to uh, find out about his trip. So that is coming right after this interlude. Again, I think maybe I'll include a little bit of my thoughts and commentary on what's happening in the world in the introduction for the next episode. If I'm ready for it, I'm not sure yet, but maybe. So thank you folks for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast. are live, well not live but we are recording. All right, so How you, you going, dude? Um I'm off today, which is great. Awesome. But we haven't Just talked You're off today, right? That's what you're saying? Yeah,
1: yeah. So I got off today, which is awesome.
0: beautiful. So we haven't talked in a really long time. So I I don't know anything about your trip. No. Which is crazy. I know it's kind of sad. But the first thing so we taking a trip was something that we had talked about for a long time, right? So, you, me, and Derek get on the Skype yeah. machine,
1: and you know, that tr- that conversation was something that was a big impetus for me for, to want to travel.
0: So, then let's talk, let's talk about that why. What's the why behind uh, so, taking a trip, dude? We-
1: we always talked about traveling and wanting to travel and just how important that was to us. And we talked about possibly after graduating, going on a road trip, and I was so excited about it. But at the time, I made every excuse in the book to not do it. I just was not ready to do it then. I didn't really want to admit it, but I came up with all the excuses in the book as far as why not to do it. And so with this time around... That was something that I thought about when I was when I started to really think about this. Was I've had those instances before where I was potentially going to travel, and I let fear, the anxiety of of doing something like that that I'd never experienced before, and didn't really know how it would go. I, that made me anxious, and so this time around, I said I'm not. I'm going. To, I'm not going to let that anxiety overcome or overtake the desire to want to travel.
0: And you were, at first at least, prepared to do this by yourself?
1: Yeah. Um, I had gotten to the point where it was, I'm doing this, it's going to happen one way or the other. And I was cool doing it by myself. And um, I didn't I didn't wind up going by myself, which I'm glad I did it, because there were some things that kind of went wrong that had I been by myself, it would have probably been anxiety attack but because i had someone there with me it was like all right you know we'll get through this where we'll find a way to overcome this stuff it's not a big deal
0: okay i got you so the trip that you did was mostly a national park so why did you decide to do that as like your first big trip um
1: so last summer uh my fiance danielle and i we, I always, national parks to me were something that I've always wanted to, to experience that I never got to experience at growing up and as I've moved since coming up to Rochester, I've been experiencing more and more the state parks that New York has to offer and they're great and they're, they're, some of the parks around me are incredible. But I knew that national parks would be incredible on another level. And we had talked about Maine years ago about, you know, we used to, in college, and even when I lived in Long Island, we used to always talk about getting, like uh, renting a house on the beach, or like in Maine, or Cape or, Cod, or places like that. And that, that stuck with me, you know? Um, so when Danielle and I were thinking about places to go, the first thought was, let's go to Maine. Let's go to, there's, Acadia is there. Let's go to Maine, that would be amazing. And so I got to experience Acadia National Park, and literally the moment I I stepped into that park, it was like this holy moment of, this is amazing, holy crap, this park is absolutely beautiful, and really the beauty of the park and just the moment of, wow, I'm experiencing something that I never experienced before that I've been wanting to and that I've been kind of... uh, keeping myself away from for stupid reasons that when that moment, I walked into that park, I was like, holy crap, this is is literally a holy moment. And so when I was thinking about this trip, it was just naturally, I I gotta experience that again. And that's when I started to think about national parks.
0: Gotcha. So Acadia kind of planted that seed.
1: Wait, say that again? So Acadia
0: kind of planted that seed for you?
1: Absolutely. Acadia was really I, Acadia is always going to hold a special place in my heart because that's where my fiance and I got engaged. And that is where really this, this seed for travel has started to really throw some buds because it's been there. It's been growing. It's been, it's been uh, percolating in under the soil. And Acadia was the moment when it was like, dude, you, you need to start doing this, man.
0: I, so I need to go back to Acadia because I went there with Will and we were like really unprepared for inclement weather. We, we borrowed this. So we borrowed this tent from this crazy guy, Itri, who I would actually, I would, I would love to have this guy on here. Um, but it was basically like a solo tent and it was the two of us packed in this solo tent and it was pouring rain and it was leaking. So like we would wake up totally soaked. It was miserable. Oh my God.
1: cool about me and prior to going going to Acadia like really what to expect um I try, uh, I did this with this trip too. I really, I really don't want to Google too much or, or really do too much research on the places that I'm going to because I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want it to, I get there and it's, I'm reading about how magnificent this place is or whatever. Uh, so I don't do any research for it. I just want to go and experience it. So luckily, Danielle and I, we at least, we lucked out when we were there because there was some rain that It looked like there was days where it could have rained, and it didn't at all. And the weather went up being absolutely perfect. It was great for for making photos. It was just so awesome. That that
0: trip was so amazing. And on top of that, we got to go to Portland, Oregon, which oh, uh, Portland's awesome. Yeah, Portland, Maine. Maine, Maine. And I loved that that city. And Barcadia, which was like this awesome bar where
1: you play video games and like old school arcade games and like board games. We got to hang out there, and we met some Rochester people there. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, we had a great time in Portland. I would love to go back there as well. Yeah, Portland
1: was really cool. Like, when we were there, it wound up just coincidentally being First Friday there. And their First Fridays are pretty cool because like a lot of that the area down by the water will close down. Not necessarily close down, but like artists will
0: come and uh, like, sell their, their crafts. And oh, that's awesome. Kind of, it's almost like a party vibe. It's really cool. It was really fun to experience.
1: And there was a some really amazing artists there. Um, so I really, really like that city.
0: Awesome. So you go to Acadia, you get the itch. Now, yep. what are the first steps you take in terms of planning this? Because you, like me, have a full-time job that you work, and now you're about to take a month off. Yeah,
1: so, well, so he, here's the thing. Acadia, like, Acadia really was what got, like, all right, I want to experience national parks more. But the the, the seed for like, all right, I'm going to take a long-term trip still was like, I I knew, all right, I knew I wanted to start doing that, but it was, there was, that anxiety was still, still there. I was still kind of like, okay, I know I want to do this, but I'm still finding those excuses to to say it's not going to happen. And tell me
0: about, tell me about the anxiety. Like, what are the fears that you're feeling before taking a solo trek?
1: You know, there's always that concern about how much is this going to cost, you know, uh, Work, how is, how is this going to affect my job? Um, I have an older car, so <laughs> driving that thing, like, is that going to break down, or am I going to encounter issues? And that was definitely something, especially the first week of my, of my trip, I was, like, super anxious about. Um, so those were, pro- I would say those three were the big ones. The okay. money, my car, and work. Um, but literally, it was a year ago. Right around this time of year, I had a conversation with some co-workers. They recommended Tim Ferriss' podcast to me. And I'm going through his, his list of shows, and I, one caught my eye. It was an interview with Ralph Potts. And so Danielle and I are driving to her parents' house for Thanksgiving. So this is like a Wednesday before. We're listening to this this podcast, this episode. And, you know, Ralph Potts, amazing author, um, wrote Vagabonding. Uh, I was like just completely floored by what I was hearing because he was just talking about how you, you know, how important long-term travel is, how, you know, there, there's a lot of anxiety that do go with it initially, um, but you just have to overcome it. And so I listened to that episode and I immediately, like, it was almost, it was that night I became really depressed and that depression lasted for a couple of days because I knew, man, I, I wanted to do this for so long. I'm, I'm, I'm get, at that point I was turning 30 so there was you've you know you're not getting any younger not that 30 is old or anything but you're not getting any younger you got to make this happen man you got to stop making excuses and it was starting to affect my, my mental health and that's when I decided I got to do it I got to do it man because it's, it's if I don't say yes now when am I going to? Right. And so that was a big thing. So once once I uh, that switch changed in me, it was okay, now how do we make it happen?
0: Right. Yeah, I talked about in I forget which one, but in one of the first episodes like that you kind of have to take the first plunge by just booking something that's non-refundable or something like that, so then you're almost obligated to yourself to to carry it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I could totally see that. Because, there, I know, for me, there's always been that want. There's always been that desire. And I have just always have found excuse after, excuse after excuse after excuse not to do it. And when I finally decided I was not going to make any more excuses, it was literally like almost like a weight had been lifted off my shoulder because now it's, okay, we've gotten over that hurdle. It was kind of a, a big hurdle to overcome for me. Once I got over that, it was literally how, how do I make this happen now?
0: Right. Okay, so we've been a little bit vague about where exactly you went. So you live in you live in Rochester. Yep. Um, from there, I mean, maybe not day by day, but maybe take us through some of the bigger areas that you went.
1: So this trip was uh, over the span of four weeks, and so for me, my my big goal, I, a buddy of mine. Uh, a teammate of mine, Huan Yu Chen, which is an awesome human being. Um, and explain
0: what you he, mean by uh, teammate. What'd you say? Just explain what you mean by teammate. So, yeah, so I, um,
1: I train jujitsu and Muay Thai at a really uh, amazing school up here, Empire Academy, with Chris Herzog, who is an excellent grappler, and just overall martial artist, and uh, Walter McDonald, and they are really awesome coaches so I, I train under those guys and Juan Yu Chen is a dude that I've been training with. he is actually living in Taiwan right now but uh, but yeah so I've been doing that for like three years and I have to say that that is also one of the things that has helped me kind of overcome some anxieties is training because training, a martial art like Jiu-Jitsu or Muay Thai, there's a lot of failure that goes into that and getting good. And there's a lot of things that, there's a lot of times you have to overcome certain anxieties or fears about, you know, what's going to happen in this situation. Mm. Um, and I realized, like, if I could do that, traveling, if anything happens when I'm traveling, you know, things that I need to handle, I've, I've been able to, to train. So I figured, you know, that that's another, just another thing that helped me overcome some of my anxieties. But, but anyway, um, so yeah, so my trip was going to be four weeks long, and my main goal, because like I guess my teammate, he, he'd gone traveling, he'd seen some really uh, gone some really awesome parks, and one of the things that stood out to me was Grand Teton. So I knew that was where I wanted to go. That was like the main place I wanted to go to. So it was okay, how do I meet, what's the most westward way to get out to, to um, Grand Teton National Park the easiest way out west for me? And then getting back home, and in that, that uh, trip, what would be the most amount of national parks I could get to? So it wound up being I was going to go to Badlands National Park in South Dakota, Rocky Mountain National Park, um, Grand Teton National Park, Yellowstone, and Teddy Roosevelt were the big, the big five that I got to go to. And then there were some other state parks I stayed out along the way in, in Illinois, uh, Nebraska, I didn't stay at a state park in Ohio, uh, which was weird. But, but yeah, so that, that was, those are the main ones. Uh, Badlands, um, Rocky Mountain, Grand Teton, Yellowstone, and, and Teddy Roosevelt.
0: Awesome. And you guys are camping. You didn't stay in any KOAs or anything like that?
1: No KOAs. We did stay first night. Uh, we stayed in, an, in a private um, campground in Ohio, and I totally can't remember the name of the town right now which wound up being super awkward. We, uh, we did stop at Cuyahoga Valley National Park in Ohio on the way to uh, our campground. But originally we were going to camp there, but they, like, their site's booked up so fast. And um, so the, the closest place still en route to where we we're going, and we camped in this private campground. And it was so weird when we got there. Like the campground, essentially what it seemed like was people who lived in like RVs, mm. uh, campers, type of thing. They would stay there for extended periods of time, it looked like. So the campground was set up all the way in the far corner of, of the park. And where we were, where we were staying, there's a bunch of people that had go-karts. Like, they all had Confederate flags on their go-karts. Oh, jeez. <laughs> they are all hammered, so that was, like, kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, so we, we stopped we stopped there. And other than that, uh, for two nights we stayed, three nights we stayed uh, at someone's uh, some place through Airbnb. And then one night we could have to stay at a motel.
0: Okay, how come you had to do that?
1: So, um, this is kind of where, like, this is the one of the moments in the trip where I was like, "Oh crap!" So we we got to Badlands National Park, and the Badlands is crazy, and the the environment there is nuts. So it's like we get there, and it's there's not a cloud in the sky, and it's like a hundred degrees. So. Or, or you you get out and you just feel like you're out of the car and you feel like your skin's like about to burn off. And our campground had had like a a, a picnic table with like this wooden kind of like basically to cover you from the sun during certain parts of the day. it um, covering the the picnic table. And then other than that, there's nothing. There was a building for like the bathrooms and the showers. And then other than that, there's nothing around you to stop the winds. So the wind is, like, absolutely crazy in that park, in that area of the country, because it's all just flat. And so one day, one of the days we were there, we saw that there was a chance of rain, but it looked like it could have possibly rained in the afternoon. So, like, let's try to go hiking, and we'll get our hike done in the morning, and then we'll be able to hang out at the campground. rest of the day well during our hike which is going to be a six mile hike it starts raining and it's lightning so we decided to turn around and we get back to our campsite and now mind you one of the things that i forgot to mention was the day before we had a canopy up along with our tent and the wind was so damn strong that the wind like busted the canopy oh god it totally like just messed messed it up where we had to like tie it up and rig it up so that it would stay up so we, we get back to, so now, fast forward again to the day it's raining, we, we're hiking, and we're getting rained on, so we go back to camp, and the, the wind was so strong and the rain, uh, that it had blown off the, some of the um, tent stakes were blown out and bent, and our rain flap got uh, blown off to some degree, so now our entire stuff in our tent got.
0: <laughs> oh, so, Dude.
1: <laughs> so we get into our tent because we're just like totally thrown off by this. So we quickly change because we're soaked. Couldn't quickly change, get in the tent and fix it up as quickly as possible. We're sitting in there. and We're just like, holy crap, we can't stay here. Everything is soaked. Right, what are we going to do? So you know, then it's like, all right, well, let's look at some places through Airbnb. Let's look at um, potential motels. And we have to figure out what's going to be the closest place in route to where we're going, in, uh, which would have been Rocky Mountain National Park next and um, so eventually we wound up because we were supposed to stay at badlands like two more nights at that because at that point we had been there two nights we we're going to do two more nights at badlands so we had to figure out two uh places to stay for two nights so we wound up stopping from going straight that day after we booked our places we were going to stay we immediately got our, our our stuff together and headed out to chadron nebraska and we were staying in a mot- motel eight which wound up being <laughs> that wound up being so much fun actually but in route, what was crazy was, because, dude, there's, the, the, there's, like, that area of the country is so spread out, man. And the town right outside of Badlands, I think the population was, like, 57. So we're, we're driving, yeah, dude, crazy. So we're driving from Badlands now to Chadron, Nebraska, and at one point we get into an uh, Indian reservation, and I'm, like, I'm totally drawing a blank on, on the nation that, that we drove through. Uh, whose uh reservation we drove through, but it is like so desolate there's nothing around, and we every time we would go on an ex- a trip where we were traveling from one or or traveling we from one park to the next, we always made sure to ma- check out our gas and we never let the gas get below a quarter of a tank well in our in our haste to get out of the yeah, badlands, we were like right on knee, and there's no gas stations anywhere. So eventually we stroll into this town where there's literally nothing there. And this is really sad to see because there's literally nothing there. There's, like, no grocery store. The gas station basically serves as the grocery store for this area. Wow. Yeah, which which was really sad to see. Um, but from there, we then went to Chadron and we stayed in this motel 8, which was owned by—it was, like, a family-owned uh, place. There's, like, an old TV in the bedroom, which we were, like, so excited to see. Um, we wound up watching American Pie which is like kind of a messed up movie now that I've seen it again since I'm <laughs> older but still it was still enjoyable and
0: then they had so a, funny. a pool oh how, how was that and, pool? <laughs> dude the pool was so awesome it literally we
1: were sitting there like this is the most luxurious thing ever oh my god this feels
0: amazing oh I'm sure after uh, camping all those days
1: yeah it was it was awesome Be- so uh, so that so Dealing with that at first was like holy crap but very quickly we' were like all right well we can't be state, we can't stay on the rain we can't be soaked, let's just make a decision and figure out where we're gonna go right so we went to we went to Chadron uh, and then the next day we left and went to um, we went to Colorado and we went to Fort Collins we stayed at someone's house through Airbnb okay and that was really fun because I'd never been I've never been to Colorado and Colorado is absolutely beautiful and and um, Fort Collins is a really cool
0: city. Other than um, needing the internet for like looking for an Airbnb and other than having, obviously you had all your photography equipment, yeah. what was your relationship like with like the internet and things like that? Did you try to stay unplugged?
1: So my, my goal when I traveled was I wanted to just experience this, I, I want to be as Enveloped by this experience as possible. So I'm going to really be limiting my usage of my phone. And part of it also was, you know, there were days where we could, we had to, the only way we could charge our phone was when we were driving. Uh, my buddy did bring a solar panel with him, but there was, when we were in Rocky Mountain, in Badlands, it was not a problem, and we were driving. In Badlands, we had to drive everywhere, and then we were driving pretty much, you know, every day or every other day to and from a park. So charging our phones early on wasn't an issue, but then once we started to get to some of the other big parks where we were staying for extended periods of time, charging our phone was like, all right, we gotta we got to conserve the battery. So even if I wanted to, we really couldn't have been able to use our phones, but I made sure, like, I want this experience to be as on un, um uninterrupted as possible so i'm just going to use my phone strictly for like emergencies you know if we have to get somewhere our, our map music and then you know po- I, every day i would try to like post a video of something that or a few videos uh on instagram kind of where we were at and what we were doing i so, love it. that though i had no clue what was going on in the world for months. i literally at one point we went to rocky mountain and the flag, the flag was at half-mast, and we were like, holy crap, did someone die? We asked one of the rangers, like, hey, you know, did something happen and someone die, and sadly, a firefighter was killed because there's a, oh. uh, a lot of fires out there.
0: Wow. I love that feeling, though, of being unplugged, and like, I, when this past summer, when I first got to Saigon, I turned on the TV in my hotel room, and it was the Republican National Convention. It oh was it God. was Russian TV, and it was like Ivanka Trump was up there, and I was like, "All right, this is this is the last technology I'm getting while I'm here." Dude, yeah,
1: I I had no clue what was going on in the world. Which, you know, if I traveled for you know for longer than what my trip was, then maybe I would want to stay a little bit more connected here and there. Um, but it really is like so. It is such a breath of fresh air, not being so wrapped up in the internet and what's going on on Facebook and just stuff like that, you know, and just enjoying yourself. Because that's one of the things when I, I, I got right back into it too when I got back home, which kind of stinks, but you don't realize how much time you spend on like social media, um, on your computer or stuff like that. Right.
0: So where was, which of the places you went to was your favorite when I got
1: back, it was really tough to say which is my favorite because they were all incredible in their own way. Because of the experience, Badlands, um, that one kind of was like, all right, well, I could definitely say Badlands is not my favorite experience, but it was still a beautiful park. I all the other parts after that were like the experiences were incredible and they were all beautiful in their own way. But Grand Teton still like sticks out to me. That that park is absolutely beautiful and that entire area is beautiful that area is like the most uh, protected land uh in the country there's there's just so much protected land there it's, it's crazy
0: and and where grand did teton, dan did so, i'm sorry where did you say that park was
1: so that park is in wyoming okay and so grand teton is in wyoming and there's just a lot of like national grasslands um re- animal refugee um Uh, an animal conservatory area. So there's just a lot of, it's so incredible in in that regard. And then, but when you get into this park, you know, it's relatively flat and there's a lot of trees, but then there's this absolutely incredible mountain range. That's basically like just hovering over you pretty much everywhere you go in that park.
0: Hmm. And
1: it is, so amazing to experience that because you know being in that we live in the northeast especially up by rochester and and in the fearing lakes region region, there's a lot of rolling hills and it's beautiful and the adirondacks there's some really nice peaks but a peak like the peaks like on the 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 grand teton mountain range is completely different and it was just holy crap and every morning uh, the 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 site that i I stayed at was incredible and I, i was right on um Jackson, no, what was it like, Jenny Lake? We stayed on Jenny Lake. I can't remember. Um, I we're in time. I think it was Jackson. Uh, so yeah, I think it. Was, I, I think it was Jenny Lake that we stayed on. But I got to. I got to eat my breakfast like every morning, just watching the sunrise over that the mountain range, and we. we and then we would have dinner right, right by the water every day, and it was just amazing experiencing that on a day in, day day in, day out basis. And then everywhere you go, there is that mountain range it's hovering over everything you do.
0: What is the? Um, so you you mentioned like kind of hopping back into the internet and things like that, but. What what is that transition home and into work like once you're away for a month on you know out in nature? That was
1: a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, that was a, that was that was really a, a big transition getting back home, especially for me. I'm like in, I'm such a high introvert, and for a month I basically only interacted for the most part with two people, and really it was. On one, you know, I was with my friend for two weeks, and then I was with Dan, my fiance Danielle, for, for uh, the last two weeks. So I was pretty much only with one person when I was traveling. And you talk to people here and there, but I was in such, like, introvert heaven. And now I get back to work, and, you know, I work with the, I, I work with the general public. So I get back to work, and I have to talk to people and interact with people. I have to interact with my coworkers, and it was really, like, a shock. It was really like, holy crap. And at the, at the time, I didn't realize it, but like I, would eat, I, I would eat lunch by myself. I uh, wouldn't really talk to my, my coworkers. They would ask me questions about the trip, and I uh, kind of like would get closed off. So that was something that really I was very surprised by. I didn't expect that because I read you know, in Vagabonding, Ralph Potts talks about like, transitioning back, and I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. It, re- it really was a little, a little tricky for me. Um, just because I, I've been in my introvert heaven, and now it's the total opposite.
0: Damn, that's interesting, man. I was going to ask you um, like how it went with meeting people. So you guys really didn't, didn't meet too many people.
1: So we did. We, and I, I, it's funny, dude. When I'm home, I'll go and walk with, with my dog, and people walk past me, and I'll have no desire to talk to them. I don't, I don't want to, I just want to get back to my, to to my focusing on my, my life at home more or less. I don't want to deal with, with people around me. And that made me sad when I got back because I realized that I'm like totally opposite when I'm on the road. I'm going out of my way to have conversations with people. I'm stopping and saying hello to everyone that's passing by me. I'm genuinely interested in, in hearing about someone's life and someone's, story and what, where they're going, where they've been. You know, when I'm walking in the street, I'm walking in my neighborhood, I really, I don't ever have that interest, which is kind of, which is, which is interesting because like I said, I am very, I'm a very high introvert. I get recharged from being alone. But when I was out on the road, I was compelled to want to converse with others.
0: Uh And I'm really glad you brought that up. So, that's something that I've been wanting to talk about, and you kind of just uh, gave me a good transition for that. Um, so, yeah, like, you live in Rochester. I live in New York City. Uh, New York City, obviously, incredibly populous. You're running into people all the time. Yep. And if I, you can't just walk up to strangers really and just strike up a conversation. Like, it happens, no. but a lot of the times it's like, oh, like, who's this guy? He's a Yeah, queen. it's
1: just so, we're so alienated from each other. When when we're home and, and we don't realize it, you know, we really are. So we and especially depending upon your personality, you could potentially really alienate your yourself. I think yeah, wh- that, when I was traveling, man, there was always that genuine interest in in others connecting to one another and getting to know someone. And it's not like you're 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 asking everyone deep personal questions. It's just where you been, where you going, and that and and the conversation starts from there. And, and all the people I got to speak with and meet were so interesting and so awesome, and I, I literally, like, in, I got energized from having those conversations with
0: people. That's beautiful, man. I, that, I mean, you hit it on the head. Like, uh, I think maybe it's almost an insecurity thing because when I'm traveling and I'm meeting people, I'm thinking, like, I might not ever see these people again, so it doesn't really yeah. matter if they think I'm strange or whatever.
1: I, absolutely, man. I, I couldn't agree more, which... <laughs> Just a quick, like, aside, because, yeah, you, usually you, you don't meet people uh, again. There was this one older couple, they were t- a retired couple, a, uh, a husband and a wife, who were traveling, and they lived in California, I believe, so they were, they were going to all of these national parks in that area because there's a ton, and we wound up, this was in Grand Teton National Park, we wound up meeting them on a, on a trail come to find out they're staying in the same camp campground as us. We wound up seeing them again on another trail. We wound up seeing them again like in our in our campground and every time that we saw them, Danielle and I were like oh it's our, our friends!" <laughs> and we would, get so, we would get so excited and these people were so awesome. The first time we met them, I was on a trail we were like it, and we wound up having we stopped at this gorgeous lake and uh, we wound up having like a tw- 30 minute, 40 minute conversation with them. And it was just so so nice to speak with someone and and get that kind, have an in-depth conversation like that, and learn about their life and ask them questions. You know, what made you want to travel? You know, why this park? And hearing that from others, it it is it's so energizing. That's the best word that I can think of. I just felt so energized by it.
0: Have you been able to stay in touch with anybody?
1: No, I I didn't have any interest to. To stay connected to people, which kind of stinks. I didn't at the time. I didn't even think about it. Mm. Um, But I also think that opportunity to—I mean, eh, you know—I could have done it. I could have asked for like an email address or whatever, but I didn't. And it would have—it would have been nice, especially that couple. I would have loved to email them to see how the rest of their trip went and see you know where they went to after that or how you know what's going on now that it's it's fall in California, right? Um, but I did not sadly.
0: Hmm. All right. So I know that you guys are getting married soon, but so maybe it's hypothetical for now, but like, what's next? Where, yeah. where's the next place that you'd like to go?
1: So that, that's tough. Um, because oh God, I feel like, I feel like I want to go everywhere. Um, but there are some spots in particular I really want to go to, um, Danielle and I, we're getting married next summer, so of course, of course for me, it's like, okay, after we get married, where are we going? Right. And, and, you know, before I took this trip, I, two places I really wanted to go to were Thailand and or Iceland. And now it's like, well, dude, there's so much of this country I need to see. There's so many parks I want to go to. And so now I'm like really, really excited about Pacific Northwest area. I would love to go to freaking Canada and go to Banff. <laughs> I came home recently and I watched uh, 180 South again Oh yeah, uh, the first time in a while and I like that documentary is absolutely amazing if you have not seen it you should absolutely see it it's on Netflix so you're talking about Chile or yeah so dude part of me was like I would love to go to Patagonia yeah but I, I think I think right now uh, one of the things that we talked about was Pacific Northwest that's kind of like the leading candidate
0: okay very yeah. cool um Dan, where can people check out your photography?
1: Uh, So I post my photography to a couple different places. Uh, I post it on Tumblr. Uh, Pretty much all of them are at Dan Donaruma. So at uh, dandonnarumma.tumblr.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Dan Donaruma. I just recently got on Elo. If you're on there, I post myself on there as Dan Donaruma. So I do post on Twitter, but I have like no followers on Twitter. Uh, But my stuff does go on there as well. So those those would be the
0: main ones where I, I post my photography. Okay, cool. I will also link that stuff in the show notes on SoundCloud and iTunes, and maybe throw a couple of your pictures up on the website or something like that? Is that cool? Hey, Dan, did I lose you, buddy? Buddy?
1: No, I'm still
0: here. Oh, sorry. Is it cool if I throw uh, your info up in, like, the show notes and all that stuff?
1: Absolutely, dude.
0: All right, cool. Um, so, any parting words for the listeners out there, Dan?
1: Just do it, man. If you have any thoughts about traveling, just do it. Don't... Don't worry about how it will happen. You will figure out ways to make it happen. If you really want to do it, you'll, you'll make it happen. So don't worry about the how, just worry about why you want to do it and, and going for it. Uh, I'm so bummed that I, I first waited to travel for so long, but now that I've traveled, and I've and I've just gotten a little taste of it. It's now well, how how do I make this happen more regularly? How can I do this more long term? Um, so now I'm just I'm, I'm more focused on the how, as opposed and, 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 and as opposed to you know any kind of anxieties that would limit me from wanting to go.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, brother. It was awesome to hear about your trip. Uh, I look forward to hopefully. Meeting up with you again soon, dude, and taking another trip ourselves. It's been too long. Um, I need to talk to you a bit about Toronto. but um, All right. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, listeners. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Awesome.
1: See you, man.